Congratulations! Your gift of a new day is here. Ready to live it big? You're listening to the Big Life Devotional Podcast. Now, here's Pamela to get you fired up for all God has available for you today. Well, good morning, beautiful. Welcome to a brand new day of life. Happy Tuesday, my friends. If you are listening on schedule, today is the very last day of the itty bitty short month we call February. What a blessing it is. We have made it. Let's live big today. Let's get the day started right with a devotional. I was just telling my big life mentoring girls. So the the girls that I mentor are actually watching this live right now. They get to be on a live video and they've been with me for about 20 minutes before I started this devotional for our morning routine as we go through getting the day started right, preparing ourselves for a devotional. But I was just telling them how I feel like God completely tricked me into writing this devotional today. This is not a topic I wanted to write about, talk about, dig into, or study. And he had to trick me. And then I got about halfway into writing it, realized what I was writing about. And I was like, God, no, I don't want to talk about this today. And he was like, well, too late. You're doing it now. Um, (laughs) So here's the devotional I never wanted to write, but I feel like God must be wanting to speak to us, his girls with such love and such care. And maybe it's just perfectly timed for you. The title of today's episode of the Big Life Devotional Podcast is A Twist on Sin. Sin. What is your view of sin? I don't even like saying it. It just feels like a uh, yucky word, sin. Is it a list of everything you can't do? Is that what sin is to you? Just a list of what you can't do. A list of restrictions and rules on your life. Honestly, That's exactly what sin has always been for me. It's the potential offenses I could be charged with as guilty, creating shame and regret. But what if all that is labeled as sin is more beautiful than that? Whoa. I bet you never thought of a list of rules and restrictions on your life that would be labeled as sin as something actually beautiful. But here's what I'm learning. As I understand more of who God is and his true nature, I'm understanding my twisted view on the life he created me to live has caused a hesitation in my surrender. What if God labeled certain things as sin, not to keep us from pleasure and fun, but to keep us from regret, to protect us from harm? to shield us from that which he knew would damage our identity in the future? What if God says, don't do these things 
And it's for the beautiful purpose of bringing you to the fullness of his good plans for your life, free from the burdens of the paths you would mindlessly wander down otherwise. Lisa Harper's podcast, Back Porch Theology, has quickly become one of my favorite things to listen to. And she recently explained sin like this. You would tell your toddler not to ride their tricycle into the road, right? Of course you would. And why would you create this rule for them? Because you love them and you want to keep them safe. You want them to enjoy the pleasure of the tricycle that you got them. You gifted them the tricycle and you want them to enjoy it without the dangers of the road. And God wants us to enjoy the pleasure of this life that he has given us without the dangers of the world. So he identified the roads We are not to go in. Those roads are sin. Not out of punishment or limitation or restriction, but out of his inherent responsibility as our father to protect us. But nobody likes to talk about sin In over 1,300 episodes of this podcast, I don't believe I ever have, and I didn't intend to today, but God tricked me. We're going there today, and we're changing our view on what we once just thought were limiting rules and restrictions on our lives of all the fun and exciting things we're not allowed to do as Christ followers. Boxes we had to check to be good girls and make it to heaven, all while fantasizing about occasionally swerving outside of the box and seeing what happened. Galatians 5 verses 19 and 20 says, when you, def- when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Ugh, not a verse I ever wanted to teach on. God's word says, do not be drunken, not because he doesn't want us to have fun, but because he knows the dangers of that road. Again, I want you to think about your toddler on a tricycle and you're like, hey, you you can't go out into the road. Why? Because you love them and you're protecting them. So it's not that he doesn't want us to have fun but he knows the danger of that road. Oh, how he wants to protect us from that threat when he has a full life of much more beautiful things for us. It's not to keep you from enjoying your tricycle. It's to keep you from being run over, sis. God's word says, don't sleep around. 
Hebrews 13 verse 4 in the message translation says, honor marriage and guard the sacredness of the sexual intimacy between wife and husband. God draws a firm line against casual and illicit sex. Make it clear, right? Friends with benefits, inappropriate flirting and conversations, shacking up before you're married. Hey, these are not rules and guidelines to restrict you. These are roads that are dangerous for you. And your loving heavenly father simply knows the future pain and problems this could cause. And he says, I don't want you on that road. Keep your tricycle over here, my girl. The more we think of sin as the untouchable dangling fruit we never get to taste, the more we want that dang fruit. But Eve, don't you know God created that rule out of not eating from that tree because it would cause you to carry burdens you weren't designed to carry. Genesis 2, verses 16 and 17, God says to Adam and Eve, hey, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat from it, you will certainly die. God didn't create man and woman to have this knowledge They didn't even know they were naked, and he didn't want them to know that. He didn't want us to know shame and guilt. He didn't want us to carry burdens and worries. It wasn't his design for us to deal with the things we now deal with. It all came as a result of eating the forbidden fruit from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And suddenly... They knew they were naked and they felt shame for the first time and immediately hid. That was not God's best for them. The rule was you can eat any fruit you want from any tree I've created, except for this one. Don't eat this one. And the rule wasn't created to restrict Adam and Eve. It wasn't to limit them or keep them from having something delicious in life. God simply didn't want them to know evil. It was a road he was protecting them from. When they went into that road, they were subjected to knowledge of evil, the heavy burdens of worry, the feelings of guilt and shame, none of which God wanted for them. That which God has declared as sin in your life is a beautiful and a gracious protection from what he never created for you to endure. He doesn't desire his girls to walk around regretting all the wine they drink. He never wanted you to have to be ashamed of the guys you slept with. He never, ever designed you for life to be plagued with jealousy and envy or selfishness. It was a road he wanted to protect you from because it was dangerous for you. If we started seeing God's design of sin as a beautiful and gracious protection, instead of some restrictive list of all we can't do, 
then wouldn't the temptation be removed? Whoa, like what if that's what Jesus meant when he taught us to pray in Matthew chapter six and in verse 13, he says, and lead us not into temptation. Like God, don't let us run this tricycle into the road. Don't let us twist our perspective on your loving guardrails listed as sin and turn them into a forbidden list of things we can't do but really want to do. It's that twisted perspective that creates temptation. It's our warped belief that we can't do the fun and exciting things because God's a mean old man with a big stick and he created ridiculous rules for us to follow that make our lives boring. Lord, lead us not into temptation. Don't let our minds wander into that perversion. You have created these rules as loving guardrails for our protection. God, in all of his wisdom and knowledge, with a mind that understands what we can never understand and eyes that have seen what we have not yet seen, knows our little tricycle in that big road won't be good for us. So he says, hey, you can ride your tricycle, honey, but you can't ride it there. How about instead of us throwing wild fits and insisting on pushing the limits, we accept that God knows what we don't know and he's protecting us from a future we would never, ever choose. You wouldn't want addiction. You wouldn't want regret. You wouldn't want confusion. You wouldn't want darkness. You wouldn't want harmful memories. You wouldn't want embarrassing shame. You wouldn't want bad choices that you can't undo. And God never wanted any of that for you either. And that's why God says, this is sin. And that's why Jesus says, pray that you are not led into temptation. Ask that your mind not be confused, your view not be twisted, and your desire not be set on thinking you want what you can't have because it will somehow be better than what you can have. It won't be better. It will be dangerous. It will create destruction. It will open your life to pain and problems that God never intended for you to endure. What a shift in perspective. Now that I understand what sin is, I see that it's not a restrictive list of all that I can't do in life. It's a beautiful list of protection from all God wants to spare me from. And the really great news is, if you've barreled your way through a few of those guardrails and been riding your tricycle in dangerous roads eating the fruit from trees God wanted to protect you from, Jesus can redeem you and he can restore you fully. That's who he is and that is what he does, honey. He is here offering your tricycle back to ride and enjoy and live fully. But honey, this time you stay out of the road. That's repentance. That's a 
hey, God, can I try again? And I want to do better this time. You are entirely too loved to be subjected to that danger again. And that's what God's trying to do in our lives is to help us to see that he loves us so much. He protects us from that which he never wanted us to carry and endure and be burdened with. All right. Can I pray with you today? Come on. Let's do it. Hey, God, good morning. God, thank you so much for giving us the gift of a new day of life. And God, I just thank you for this shift of perspective. Please forgive us for viewing you as a mean old man with a big stick that doesn't want us to have fun in life. And so you've created all these rules and restrictions and these boxes that we have to live in. God, I know that's not who you are and that's not how you work. So please forgive us for having that view and forgive us for just twisting sin in our, in our head to be something that we desire because it's off limits because it's forbidden. No sin is your loving protection to keep us out of dangerous roads. So Lord, I just pray that that message would just settle into our hearts, that you would change the way that we look at things and Lord, that it would remove the temptation of the forbidden from us. And then instead we just lean into what you are doing to protect us. And we thank you so much for that. I thank you for Jesus. And I thank you that he does redeem us and restore us every time we turn to him. Lord, I'm grateful for everyone you brought to hear this today. I pray your blessings over them and their families. I pray for your provision and your protections. And I'm so grateful for everything you're doing for us. It's in the name of Jesus. Amen. My friends, I love that you are here with us today. I hope you have a beautiful day of life. Enjoy today. Live it well. Lean into what God is doing for you because it is so good. And I'll meet you again tomorrow. I love you wildly. Goodbye, everybody. You were created for a big life. We'll help you do it. Join us each weekday for a new Big Life devotional podcast. If you're ready to dive into the Big Life way of living, visit our website at biglifehq.com.